Hey everybody, this is Trent from the Variant Cast here. Um, I want to apologize real fast for the audio issues in this episode. My microphone is a little bit messed up because it was our first time uh, recording with a new setup. Um, so yeah, I apologize, but hope you listen to the episode anyways. It's a really great episode. Uh, yeah. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Variant Cast. We got a special episode because we're here in What's person. Up? I could, I, I have a, I have a, a mouse in my hand. Got you. Uh, welcome back to the Variant Cast. I'm with the man who just realized that he left his stove on. Fuck. Trent, how you doing? Good. I guess uh, I got a couple hours until I could go back home and turn that off. But uh, while we're at it, let's do this. Let's do this pod. Yeah, I mean, hopefully your possessions are still there. If they are not, I hope you have an Excel file of their value for insurance purposes. Uh, the reason I am holding my mouse and the reason I wasn't able to give a proper high five is because we got we got some different cameras. So uh, I could be talking. Uh, Trent could be talking. Oh, we there we got it. Setup. Yeah, we got a multi cam setup uh so we can iterate our points here uh so if you are interested in what that multi-cam setup looks like make sure you check out the video uh form i i i've noticed something about ours uh i don't actually do the editing that is a uh, a trent thing there uh so uh, we we actually have video available on Spotify, uh, so you could actually watch the entire like video form uh, if you are interested on the Spotify app, just straight from the app. So uh, if you do that and you're ever interested on what we look like when we're making these extremely intelligent points, you can go ahead and check that out. But here we are, uh, going to get into some news. It's going to be a big casting episode today. Uh, so Trent, why don't you go ahead and get us into it? Lots of news. So it's been a kind of slow week uh, in terms of content coming out. Um, right, it was man. a couple episodes of things that we haven't we haven't quite caught up on. But yeah, we got a lot of casting that has dropped in the last week and a half. Um, we got some DC news. Right, right. We got some... Marvel news. Mm-hmm. Pedro, Pedro. Pedro Pascal as Mr. Clay Passive. We'll get into that. Yeah. But uh, so yeah, we'll get into some casting, and then I have a couple movies that uh, that I'd love to talk to you about and uh, try to try to convince you to watch that. And uh, <laughs> a TV show, and I got a note review. Nice, nice. Here's the thing about this is uh, if, if I have no reason to watch a movie, uh, most likely I probably won't watch the movie. Just. Uh, I got I got a lot of things going on, but I've been trying to like get more into it for not only this podcast, but just to have that you know knowledge of just what has come out in the past like ten years because I think we've just are advancing so much in what's happening. Uh, so I try to keep up with it. So this pod's a, a great form for that. Um, so you know, starting off, we have um, we we talked about it a little bit. Uh, if if you are a regular listening listener to to the show uh, i assume you're into marvel because that's by far what we've talked about the most with loki and the marvels coming out last week if you're still listening after you heard us say that we liked the marvels then 
that you're you're really with us. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, uh, we didn't absolutely despise the Marvels and think it was the the worst thing ever made. So, I yeah. uh, we're we're one of one in that sense, I guess. Uh, it it was really weird hearing the reception to that after watching the movie. Yeah. Uh, some people, I think, just went in, and I I hate using this, but like some people definitely went in with the internet mindset. Yeah. Uh, because I don't understand how you watch that movie and feel the way you're feeling yeah. about it have like a little bit of fun watching it. it's such an inoffensive movie yeah it's genuinely the same marvel movie that you've already watched 10 plus times except it's got a new spin on it with a bit more energy and it's uh I, very weird very weirdly paced i get that but like yeah. there's worse sins a movie can have um like being boring for instance yeah uh, like boring films really are gonna, gonna, you know, leave a much worse taste in my mouth. So if you're ever confused as to, uh, my, uh, kind of reviewing standards, boring is the biggest sin being bad is the second. So yeah. we're, we're okay there. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into some Pedro Pascal as Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. They, uh, really don't know, don't know how to, how to feel about it. It wasn't my first choice to no. say that. No. Um, it seemed like there was a lot of people in front of him in the list, like in the in the casting list that uh, I would have rather chosen. But uh, you know, Pedro Pascal, he's a good actor, very dynamic actor. Um, he played he played a good like crazy person in the the unbearable weight of massive talent, the Nick Cage movie where he played himself. Right, right, uh, yeah. But he also played. I mean, he voices the Mandalorian. He's, really, he's not in the suit anymore. But um, he's good as Joel, so he's a good actor. But uh, we'll see if he matches the, the Reed Richards type, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll, let, me, let me get a little solo camera for this when I, when I make this statement. Uh, anybody hating on this casting uh, can just screw up. I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't, I don't want to hear none of it. I, I'm going to sit here and tell you that this is going to be the best portrayal of Mr. Fantastic that you have ever seen. Get on your soapbox, Ty. Huh? I'm, I'm, I'm on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm on it right now. I'll, I'll stand up. I'll, I'll look into this solo cam here uh, and tell you that this is going to be the best portrayal of Mr. Fantastic. This is the best actor to be cast in a Marvel movie, period, yeah. since... <laughs> ever <laughs> and uh, i think in terms of the character i think so many people get wrapped up in okay who is mr fantastic oh he's this white guy with black hair and white he has white right there yeah and this in pedro pascal he's not he's not white he can't be mr fantastic even though like i think a lot of people would consider pedro pascal white but you know yeah uh, he had a good uh, SNL joke when he hosted, and he said uh, uh, he's racially. Or no, no, it was it was Oscar Isaac, but he said he was he was race racially ambiguous <laughs> when, when when getting casted. And so, uh, yeah. so he could be like he could be like Cuban, or he could be like white, or he could be you know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's that's a that's a great point. I think uh, I think he. I don't think that stuff matters too much uh, at all, actually, especially in the world we live in now. But at the end of the day, what makes Mr. Fantastic Mr. Fantastic 
eh, Mr. Fantastic is his internal struggle is he's not a good guy. Yeah. He is absolutely not a hero. He toes the line of doing the right thing for science, but he's very much science above humanity most of the time. Yeah. And I think that's the coolest part about his character. And I think Pedro Pascal plays a role very similar to that. It's kind of the opposite with the Joel role in Last of Us, where he takes humans and his own feelings over science and the potential of a cure and stuff like that so it's kind of the opposite of it but i think he's gonna be good at it uh and i'm very excited to see the other castings because there's a couple of rumors but it's not confirmed but uh vanessa kirby she was in uh the mission impossible series as the white widow she's gonna uh, she seems like she, she'd be a good uh, invisible woman, that's yep. what they're rumored. And uh, uh, even, I forget what his name is, uh, he's the uh, cousin on the bear, Richie. He's Richie on the bear. Right. He's he's supposedly going to play the thing. What was he in? He was in something, oh, he was in He was in the that one movie I watched uh, last, last episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. No Hard Feelings. No Hard Feelings. He's in that. He's good in that as well, even yeah. though he kind of just plays almost the same character. As it's her. also in Andor. Hey, <laughs> he's been around um and i think he's a pretty good actor i think that makes a lot of sense as the thing yeah i think the biggest one is human torch i think that's the biggest casting it's gonna have the most eyeballs um in terms of that's been the big ticket one yeah. the past two times we had chris evans and then michael b jordan both yeah. huge huge gets set for the time so i think they probably want another one of those um uh, Timothy Chalamet comes to mind as <laughs> as like the name, uh, yeah. but I don't think he's the person I would want. I don't think Timmy's going to do a, a Marvel. I don't think he's going to do any superhero movie. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I think a lot of people um, that may have potentially done stuff like this like five years ago that we were thinking would probably aren't going to do it. I think that Marvel kind of has this connotation now where you're going to either get no name younger actors or you're going to get older actors uh, that they are paying. Uh, gargantuan amounts of money like yeah. they are with Pedro. I mean, I am, I am sure he is making plenty, but I, I think it's, it's going to be a confusing movie. It's going to be not the most straightforward setup. Yeah. Uh, and you're going to need a strong cast for that. So I hope if there's one spot that they do overspend, it would be the cast. Yeah. Uh, I think you need fantastic four to be, your comeback everybody film uh all the people that have gotten off of the marvel train you need to get them back on or at least as many people as you can from like a marketing point of view yeah. uh, so you, you get pedro pascal and it, just to clarify none of this is confirmed it's just leaning that way uh we've had yeah. other pedro ones. is confirmed deadline reported <laughs> we don't know until we know though until we get that full like photo lineup, uh, we don't know until we know. Yeah. Because uh, we also had a um, the shakeup with the Secret Wars director. Oh yep yep. So uh, Avengers five, they dropped their director and the writer apparently. Um, so the writer was uh, working on Quantumania, or he worked he wrote Quantumania, and um, oh. I want to say no. He didn't write Loki, but uh, it seems like they're Marvel's trying to move away from Kang stuff because of a lot, like supposedly, or 
what is assumed to be like a lot of the Jonathan Major stuff. But uh, there was an interesting thing that uh, was actually on the Weekly Planet. I was listening to I was listening to them, and uh, they uh, they said that they got like a they got a a tip from somebody, right? And they said that um, so they have a segment called uh, Hot Scoop or Shot of Poop. They said I have to shout it out or else I can't or else I can't say it, right? Right. But so so they said that uh, that Jonathan Majors has in his contract that he's the only person that could play a king. In, in anything like in any universe he's the only one that could play that is like able to play king the conqueror oh so that's why they can't just recast yeah because that's such an obvious like ah uh, you know he's king he looks different we're gonna just move on yeah uh so i i can understand why he wanted that in his contract yeah i can't really understand why marvel gave him that maybe he just, just assumed that like everything was gonna be fine yeah I mean, fair enough. Uh, and I know it's gotten some kickback, but kind of seems like majority of audiences don't necessarily care. But when you have some issues with the box office and you're about to spend probably the most money on a single movie that anyone has ever spent, mm -hmm. uh, you don't want that investment to be put in jeopardy by one guy. Yeah. And that's kind of where they're at with majors, and they're kind of stuck with it. Yeah. But that's hey, but hey, I think it's a long ways away. Um, hopefully, they will get something figured out. Probably, uh, I, I feel like they'll probably kind of take a step back, look at things. Maybe, maybe Avengers Four turn or Avengers Five turns into a, like a Young Avengers movie, and then uh, they follow up with an Avengers 6 that bleeds the young Avenger or that like has the young Avengers and the Avengers going into like the actual secret wars. Yeah. I mean, I can, I could see that. I think it's uh, something that they've kind of put themselves into a little bit of a corner with young Avengers um, where now they've, you know, they said, Hey, we're going to have Miss Marvel and Kate Bishop in it. Yeah. No. <laughs> We'll figure it out from there, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of just throwing things at a wall, see what sticks. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of been what Phase 4 is. Uh, it's almost like they're trying to find that identity again. Uh, it's like Iron Man, the first Iron Man set them up so well, where they're like, this is the tone of the universe. Mm -hmm. This is what we're building with, and this is what every solo film is going to try to be. Yeah. And then we're going to, you know, put them all together and the tone's going to make sense because they're all going for the same thing. But now we're in a spot where they got to figure out what that new tone is. Yeah. And it's not going to be whatever Miss Marvel was because that didn't perform well. Uh, so we'll back to the drawing board with it. Yeah. The, like, if we could just go back to the Marvels for a second. That, the opening scene where it's all comic book illustrated, like, that was so good. So good. And then, like, there wasn't really like an introduction like that for the other for the other characters, like you know. True. Like it seemed like, um, if it's called like the Marvels, like it kind of seemed like it should have been called Captain Marvel two because we didn't really get an introduction to Captain Marvel in that movie. You That's, know, <laughs> if it was the Marvels, like I feel like we should have had like a soft introduction to to Captain to Captain Marvel. Don't you agree? 
Yeah, I think that makes sense. That scene, when I saw it, I was like, oh, wow, I wasn't expecting this. I wasn't expecting them to do a whole like animated like scene thing. And it almost feels like that was post, like not po- obviously it's post, but <laughs> uh, that was reshoots almost. Like, yeah. hey, uh, the intro isn't cohesive. We have to introduce this character that's from a Disney Plus show. What if they're not, they haven't seen the Disney Plus show? But then they didn't really take a minute to explain Monica. Yeah, and, like, she was just like, I walked through a wall. Yeah, because like, even <laughs> if you saw WandaVision, it was a while ago, you could totally just forget who she is. Yeah. So it, it was a bit weird that she didn't get more love in that movie. Yeah. Like, like let's be clear there's a lot wrong with that movie i don't think it's the worst thing ever made i don't even think it's bottom five mcu yeah. but it's it's kind of rough at times but hey yeah that's that is what it is but uh what, what do we got next room so moving on we got uh, some dc news mm. so dc revamped seems like they're uh they're starting fresh rebooting their uh just clearing house you know starting uh starting from the ground up and what comes first it seems like other than james gunn's previous projects like uh peacemaker uh is superman superman legacy which seems very promising um the casting seems to be really good so far yeah uh david cornsweat he seems to uh read a lot of past interviews and he seems like he really cares a lot about the character of superman and feels like the past portrayals other than like the christopher reeves superman like didn't really do it justice as opposed or uh in the sense of like making sure that people connect to him on a human level as well as uh like have making him feel alienated um so I feel like I feel like that's all that's all pointing in the right direction. I'm excited to see what like there hasn't been a bad James Gunn movie yet, so Yeah. I mean hey, real real quick. How do you say his name? David Cornsweat. Cornsweat. Corin. Corin. David Cornsweat. I think so. Okay. I because I I've been calling him Colin Sweat, and I ain't be. It's not <laughs> not an ideal name. Uh, yeah, there was. I mean, when he got cast, he was a bit small, and everyone started freaking out. And I don't know why, because the, the picture was released, uh, or he posted a picture recently where he's just jacked as all hell. <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh man, it's almost like when you're on uh, a multi-million, million, million dollar movie project they're gonna make sure you look like you should yeah and they got that man eaten they got that man eating lean right now yep. bulking right now like it's dude's unreal yeah <laughs> he he looks yoked um and he already had like the look visually yeah. and i think that's what um james gunn's really good at is finding those people that not only look like they should uh, but also, you know, have that ability to deliver the lines like they should. And yeah. I don't know too much about the guy, uh, but I have faith in James Gunn. And like you said, there hasn't been a bad James Gunn project yet. And I think that's because he really knows who he's making the movies for. And that's himself. Yeah. Like, he, he really cares about the characters. He is making the movies uh, that he wants to watch. And I want to watch the movies that James Gunn wants to watch. Uh, so it 
it works. And I think that's why DC put themselves in a really good spot. That's why I think Marvel wanted to have him run the cosmic side. I really think the cosmic side was the next phase. Uh, and that firing, I think was a lot more than people realize and changing the trajectory of the MCU. Yeah. And it's crazy that I there's going to be a time in my life where I may prefer DC movies uh, to MCU movies, mm-hmm. uh, which just I never would have thought because growing up, I didn't like have any allegiance to the comic books necessarily. And I just watched whatever movies I liked and I did not like the movies that were coming out in the 2010s for DC. And I liked the ones for Marvel. And we're going into the 2020s now, and it's looking like it's going to really be a changing of the guard. But yeah. um, we got to see it in practice, and I'm glad that they're starting with Superman Legacy. Uh, I'm glad it's not something silly like, oh, we're going to kick off our universe with a... Batman vs. Superman. <laughs> Booster gold. Yeah. Uh, you and, know, and it seems like it's going to be like an established gold. universe. Yeah. Like, it, like, it's starting out, it's not like, oh, Superman's the first superhero in the world. Like, you, they don't have to, like, act like other superheroes don't exist. Like, it's going to, yeah, it feels like it's going to be a full, so fully fleshed out universe that ha- that's got teams already, that's got crime going on, that's got people who are already turned into supervillains. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been the probably the jankiest part about the actual in-universe side of Marvel. Yeah. Like the in-universe stuff makes no sense because superheroes didn't exist until 2008. Except, well, wait, they did exist in 1990 and in the 40s and then in the... So, like, it's it's one of those things where you get really messy with retcons. Yeah. Uh, and I don't understand why uh, people are still doing it. Like, we know what DC is. We know who Superman is. We know who Wonder Woman is. We know the setup. We know what superpowers are. We can we can, we can get it. We don't need a, uh, you know, movie for each character. You yeah. can have Martian Manhunter just show up like he did. <laughs> yeah, Zack Snyder's probably. <laughs> <laughs> he sure did just show up. Uh, but yeah, um, Superman Legacy. I will definitely be watching it when it comes out. But that's not it. That's that's not all the casting. We that's not all the casting. Go. So we got uh, Nicholas Holt. Uh, he was in uh, the. I think he was in the show or that movie, The Menu, on HBO. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna play Lex Luthor. Oh yeah. Okay. And then we got um, we got Skylar Gasando from. Uh, he he was in The Righteous Gemstones, and he was in. Uh, book smart and a couple other things but he's gonna play a really good jimmy olsen uh he's like a just seems like a super nerdy nerdy kid redheaded kid who's gonna play jimmy olsen perfectly nice and then uh anthony kerrigan who's my favorite actor from from the show barry um who played noho hank he's gonna play a character called metamorph in superman so all really great casting choices and uh, yeah, I'm excited to see, excited to see him come come to life. Yeah, I th- I think like I said, he's James Gunn. I think is the best in terms of casting for his movies. There hasn't been a miscast yet. Yeah. Uh, that I'm like, oh, absolutely not. Um, and I think from what I'm hearing, it sounds like they're doing what they should and kind of building towards like ages wise. 
like 2030, 2035, right? Mm -hmm. So like if you want your big culmination event for your universe to be like 2035, you don't want to be casting your lead as someone in their 50s. Like I think that's that is where, you know, Marvel didn't have the foresight uh, to cast like a younger Iron Man. Great. Yeah. I, who knows if that franchise is even successful without Robert Downey Jr. So like you can't, you know, go back and change that. But like, you know, they'd love to have an actor that they could still be casting. Yeah. But they can't because Robert Downey Jr. is like this global megastar. And maybe uh, David Cole... <laughs> Corn sweat. Maybe Mr. Corn sweat becomes that. Well, he's definitely going to become that. Yeah. Uh, but maybe he gets to the point where they can't afford him. But I like to think that they've gotten these contracts written out because they've said they want the same voices for all the games. They want all of the actors to voice act. And that's not something we've ever seen done. This is definitely a new step into the, you know, cinematic universe thing. Yeah. Uh, he even said like video games, uh, they want to be like voiced by the same, you know, same actors. So yeah. that would really be some uncharted territory, but it sounds like the, the names that they're getting, it's possible. Yeah. I just, I just thought of this. Do you think that's in any, uh, like relation to people like the backlash that they didn't get the MCU actors for the Avengers game. Do you remember how there was like a lot of people didn't like how like they're like why couldn't they like this character looks exactly like Chris Evans? Why yeah. not? Why not have Chris Evans voice? Maybe I think I think it's I think it's James Gunn being a bit of ahead of, ahead of the curve a little bit yeah. because I think he sees what Marvel's doing. He sees the success of the Spider-Man PS4 yeah. and he's thinking like, why can't that story be in the same universe as the MCU? That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. Like, why can't, why couldn't they make a Spider-Man PS4 with Tom Holland voiced and it's a canonical event that happened in the MCU? Like, why couldn't they do that? That sounds like it'd sell a lot of games. Yeah. It sounds like if you make it a self-contained Spider-Man story, it's not necessary for anyone to play to understand the wider universe. Yeah. But it's a, a nice little chapter in this character's universe that was already going to be made as a game Yeah. that we can now kind of add as, you know, filler. And like, that might be bad. Maybe that's something that people are going to be like, I don't want to play a video game to understand what's happening. I'm sure you'll get some of that, but I think... I think they'll do it well, and uh, I, I really like, like I said, the casting direction. Uh, it feels pretty obvious what they're doing, and uh, I think they're going to execute it well. Yeah. I'm excited to see the DC members flushed out. Yeah. So, uh, but we got one more Marvel casting that we're going to come. Oh, okay. So, Robert Kirkman, he's uh, famously uh, the big Walking Dead guy, mm -hmm. big uh, Invincible guy. Uh, so he was doing a live stream on on Instagram, and uh, he said, he, he just like out of the blue said, yeah, I don't think, uh, he's like, I'm not under contract for Marvel, so I'm probably not going to get in trouble for saying this. But uh, Stephen Ewan just texted me saying that he got back from his MCU costume fitting for <laughs> for Sentry for the Thunder, for the, uh, the Thunderbolts. A Sentry? Yeah. Oh, okay. Are you familiar with that character? Yeah, I'm a, pretty much like a Superman type yeah. character. So I'm actually very familiar with Sentry. <laughs> okay. I got you. Uh, so Sentry, uh, 
is a Superman type character. <laughs> uh, but not only is it a Superman type character, uh, it's one of the most confusing Superman type characters ever uh, because he kind of just shows up out of the blue and you're like, okay, yeah. why is this really powerful character just not here? It's kind of like a lot of the complaints Captain Marvel got yeah. when she was introduced. It's like, oh, it would have been nice to have her for the Battle of New York. Yeah, yeah There's going to be a lot of that, but they're going to play into it. They're going to be like, oh, where was this guy during the Battle of New York? Where was this guy during all of these things? Um, and in the comics, he was a like he was a hero during that time. He was there during all those battles, but then uh, they kind of wiped everyone's memory of him uh, because he has like this weird like alternate persona called like the void that like he's like kind of crazy That's right. uh so he like when the void comes out or the void side of him he's very destructive and basically like a supervillain that can't be you know killed at all so uh that's when uh mr fantastic who's like the his best friend essentially uh like locked him away and made him like everyone forget who existed, including him. Um, but century, when he found out about it, he was like, Oh, screw Mr. Fantastic. I hate that guy. Uh, but he learns that, Oh, I told him to do it because of my split personality kind of thing going on. So, uh, I think Steven Yeun's the perfect person to do that. Uh, I think he's uh, absolutely going to kill that role. That was, a. uh, if there was ever a Jeremy Allen White MCU role, that was the one I was hoping hoping on, but uh, I don't think we're ever going to get that at this point. People are saying maybe Wonder Man for, for Jeremy Allen White. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Steven Ewan in the MCU, love to see it. Um, he's not the not the biggest guy ever. Pretty sure Sentry's a huge, like a huge guy, like Thor. Yep, generally. Like the size of Thor. Yep. But it uh, doesn't have to be. Yeah. I think that's. I think it, he'll probably bulk up a bit for it. Uh, they'll give him a suit that makes him look big, but he probably won't be overbearing. I think they'll kind of play into just like, oh, he's kind of unassuming, but he's absurdly powerful. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's going to show up the first time we see him not in costume. So it's very much going to be like a, a surprise. This guy's the most powerful thing that has ever been shown to us in yeah. the MCU. So, yeah. I like it. I like it. Uh, I, I'm very excited to see that. I think. Yeah, those, I went up for the movie when I was Yeah, those are the type of characters like you need in the MCU at this point. Just like people to like excite. Like I'm sorry, like Kate, yeah. Kate Bishop isn't isn't getting me excited. I need I need Century. I need the yeah. Fantastic like, Four. Hercules was was cool. Like it would be cool if we ever saw Her- Hercules again. But We're never seen Hercules again. <laughs> so silly and, and like you knew that when you watched it yeah and that i think that's really what turned people sour on that movie yeah um, same with the doctor strange yeah plus credit scene. yeah same thing it's just like stop showing us things you're never going to show us yeah i don't want to see it yeah. show if you're going to show I me things, a teaser for doctor strange three yeah i need a teaser for king or i need a t- teaser for like you know if you're going to show me things that you're not actually going to show me, show me things after they happened. Yeah. Not before they're happening. Like if you want to show uh, like Hercules, oh, Hercules is going to go fight Thor. Just show me Hercules fighting Thor in the after credit scene and then like maybe beats Hercules up 
and then Hercules is on the ground like something, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And then you can still you can still bring him back if you ever decide to, but at least it's like he did something instead of just standing there. Yeah. But yeah. We'll see. We'll see. What do we got? What do we got next, Trent? So I feel like uh, we should just get into some, some movie reviews. Yeah. Uh, before before that, tell me uh, like about the stuff you've been watching. Yeah. So uh, so I watched a couple movies this week. Uh, first was uh, the ne- the Killer on Netflix. It's a Michael Fassbender movie. Uh, he plays a uh, he plays like a hitman who uh, in the beginning of the movie he he fucks up like his job uh, that he was doing. And so the whole movie is kind of like a snowball effect of like him trying to trying to like make try to keep up with his mistakes. Love a good snowball. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's a short movie. It's like less than two hours. It's a good watch. Um, very good sound design. Uh, he's constantly listening to The Smiths. I don't know if you if you're familiar with The Smiths, mm-hmm. but uh, he's constantly listening to Smiths while he's just like like sniping people <laughs> but it goes from listening to the it goes from like the music to cutting outside of his headphones and uh like a very very good well a very nice way i feel like yeah and the, sound, the sound design's really good and uh tilda swinton's got a got a good sw- got a good scene in it that was the good t- tilda swinton scene please okay and uh so yeah so yeah uh, that's uh i love movies that do that kind of um uh, just music yeah. uh using music as a device in in universe as opposed to just having like the music as a soundtrack just like having actual uh you know having it as a set piece basically yeah uh those are the movies that their soundtracks really stick with me yeah because i'm thinking about it uh more in line with what the story is and stuff like that so yeah. like uh sounds solid kirsten's favorite movie is it's baby driver baby driver <laughs> yeah baby driver for that reason is amazing um same with like the guardians movies um pretty much all of like any movie that you hear has a good soundtrack it's because they're using it yeah it it, it i'm letting you in on a little secret here <laughs> <laughs> a little secret is uh no movie actually has a good soundtrack. It's just how you use the soundtrack. When those a... lyrics are written into the into the the script, that's when you know that that that's gonna go. That's a good soundtrack right there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, very very good. Uh, simple premise. It seems like very like easy to follow. Really good watch. Awesome. Um, next thing is uh, another Netflix movie. Is uh, this uh, Netflix animated movie that just came out? called leo it's a uh, adam sandler who plays a lizard oh. and uh he uh he's a, he plays a class pet so it's him he plays a lizard and bill burr plays a uh, a tortoise or a turtle right and so they're they're uh these two class pets and essentially each kid has to take one pet home each each day oh right uh because uh the, t- the main teacher left because she went on like pregnancy leave or whatever and so they hired a substitute and she was like she's like all of you guys are going to take home one of the class pets and so uh they take home adam sandler which is leo and uh they figure out that he can like speak to them oh <laughs> and so like he he's essentially just like like gives them advice and like helps them like work through whatever whatever like they're going through <laughs> in their life 
Nice. So like, there's like this therapy one. pet. Yeah. yeah, literally like a therapy pet. And so uh, he he goes and he's <laughs> like talking to each kid and he's like he's like I only talk to you because you're special. <laughs> but he says this to all of the but he says this right. to every kid. And so they eventually they like eventually find out you know that real liar reveal situation yeah, there. Yeah. No one's special. Everyone's pissed. But the funniest scene was uh, this kid. He said that. Uh, uh, he, he didn't actually he didn't actually have like the voice that he that he had like he spoke in like kind of a deep voice and then he he like cut to like a really high pitched voice and he's like he's like I actually speak like this and then Adam Sandler's like he's like man that's not so bad you you sound like the weekend <laughs> he's like you just gotta like pick up some like some like singing recitals or something yeah and the kid does that it's so funny the weekend shout out the weekend shout but... out <laughs> <laughs> shout out the, the that fucking friends with Adam Sandler because yeah. sure, they're uncut gems. Oh yeah, because the weekend was an uncut gems. Yeah, a lot of a lot of weekend connections to, to Adam Sandler. Not really a the expected pipeline, but it's the pipeline we're down. So. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, it was it was surprisingly surprisingly good. It's just like a Netflix like original or yeah, it's a Netflix original. Okay. Um, what, how is it animated? Like 2D, 3D? It's a 3D animated. Okay. Better or worse than Garfield? Uh, better. <laughs> Animation? Yeah. Okay, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Netflix is uh, is outdoing Sony right now. Crazy yeah. stuff. But uh, yeah, it was a, it was a really good, a surprisingly good movie. Uh, if you're into musicals, maybe maybe it's not for you. Uh, there was quite a bit of, of like children singing, and it was, it was kind of unbearable at some points. But mm. But all like like parts that weren't singing, the comedy parts. Okay. Hey. I enjoyed it. Look at that, Adam Sandler still still making kids content in Year of Our Lord twenty twenty three. And there's definitely some jokes that air on the side of like, kind of being adult jokes. Like I'm pretty sure they're like the 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 turtle makes like a smoking like Bill Burr makes a smoking joke on the point. <laughs> he's like holding like a like a log that looks like a cigar or sounds about right yeah yeah, yeah. So, little, little marijuana jokes here and there you yeah gotta, gotta throw them in we gotta indoctrinate the new it's very much somehow. set in 2023 too right like there's this kid who's like uh like the protected kid who like has like allergies you know in every in every movie there's that stereotype of the the one kid who uh is like super like uh hyperallergenic yeah and their yeah. mom's always like taking care of him and he has like this drone that follows him around and there's this one scene where uh, like the drone just like shoots like a mask on him that one sprays him, like, <laughs> that one kid from it archetype really yeah definitely. Uh, yeah and then we got um you watch nope I did watch nope how'd you like nope i liked it a lot yeah um, Jordan Peele, huh? Jordan Peele, no man. He's, he's good at this thing. Yeah. So, uh, you were right. The night scenes are super dope. Yeah. Have you seen that? Have you seen, like, how they, how they did that? Yeah. The big ass light. <laughs> there was a, I saw that, like, posted and just, like, uh, people saying, uh, oh, this is why people are like, oh, why, why do you, indie films look so terrible in the dark? Yeah. Oh, we got a we got a dude coming in here. We got a little guy here. We got a little cameo from this little guy. Oh, I'm allergic to cats. We'll we'll take him. <laughs> uh, so, ow, they got claws and stuff. But yeah, there's 
uh, I was talking about indie films. They were looking at like the the setup. If you haven't seen the setup for Nope and how they film it, it is the most absurd light <laughs> you have ever seen. Yeah. Uh, and it's just like beaming down on the entire set. So um, it's really not possible to ever get shots like this without just incredible technology and they have that incredible incredible technology and they use it really well um did you how much did you know going in about like just we're gonna get into some spoilers for nope by the way if you haven't seen nope go watch nope uh like right now and then come back to this point in the podcast where trent will talk about what he expected going in so like i said last week or last week or last episode uh i knew knew very little about the movie, I feel like. I knew that uh, Stephen Ewan was in it. I knew that there was a monkey. I knew that the monkey did something something fucked up. Monkey did some shit. I know that I, I knew that uh, there was something to do with Key uh, Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya's like, profession as like, production or mm-hmm. uh, like directors. Yeah. Um, and that was, that was basically all I knew about it. And I knew obviously it was a Jordan Peele movie. So there was, uh, or actually I did know that there was some sort of like weird abstract alien because I always heard people talk about how the aliens were portrayed in this movie. Yeah. Which we're definitely going to get into. Yeah. So, uh, did you fall for the, the, the kids dressed up as aliens? Like when they were in the, in that, I think it's like a barn or something, and there's these oh. kids. Uh, I think they're Stephen Yoon's kids. I or no, I that character. I did not fall for it, <laughs> no. <laughs> but it was it was interesting because this whole time, because I heard same thing going in that the like it's not like any alien you've ever seen. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, what does that mean though? And then you get like some pretty stereotypical alien stuff, and you're like, okay, this is probably not it. This yeah. is probably not what they're building towards. Uh, and then they finally kind of get to what they're building towards, and it is crazy. Yeah. The effects on that thing, uh, it's like a flying saucer, but it's like physically a flying saucer. Yeah. And it's super like grounded in reality, it seems yeah. like. Um, it didn't like, it definitely seemed like something that you would like, you could see it, in, in real life. Like an art creature. Yeah. But uh, the. Uh, yeah, the, the visual effects were awesome. I love the chem- the chemistry between uh, Kiki Palmer and Daniel Kaluuya was great. Yeah. Uh, Stephen Ewan was great in it, the, as always. The tech guy? Yeah. He's great. Uh, in the, like, the the director guy, what was, who's, who, no, the that plays, like, the cinematographer. Oh, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Like, so a big thing with this, um, the whole thing is like getting, get the shot, get the The money shot, get the shot. And I, if you are into cinematography, it's worth watching this just for like, it's probably like just the, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. Just watch it. If you're into cinematography, Uh, not only is it a well shot film that uh, has a lot of great moments for people that are into cinematography, but it also has like just references to a lot of that stuff. Um, And the big thing with it is it is like an EMP wherever it goes. Uh, It will fuck up your cameras so you can't get it on camera. So the whole thing's just like, we need to get this thing on film so that we can get rich. Yeah. This is, we we have an alien and we got to be the ones to 
um, <laughs> to make sure uh, that we're breaking this news. But they can't get the shot. They set up a bunch of cameras. Every time it flies through, it always knocks them out. So bro comes in with the crank. Yeah. The crank camera. And he's in the, there's this shot where he is cranking that camera <laughs> and the, the aliens just coming in to eat him, And he's just sitting there cranking. And this is like a, this guy's portrayed as like the super successful, like director. He's got everything to live for, yeah. but he's throwing it all away for this one shot. Yeah. This one shot, and he doesn't end up getting it. Yeah, I thought for like somehow they were gonna get footage from like inside. I was hoping. I was really like really somehow hoping. the camera was gonna fall out and it was yeah. gonna be fine, but that would have sucked. But realistic. no, they, how they got it was there's this like old timey town that uh, Stephen Yoon runs that it's like this cowboy centric themed old timey and they have this uh well that takes pictures of people like looking down or yeah. but and you put in like some quarters and you crank it and it goes Shh. yeah that's such a genius idea uh and they show it early on and you don't think too much of it um and it's one of those things that they're definitely showing you for a reason because it comes in at the climax uh where kiki kiki palmer's character is the one that actually gets it yeah. uh on shot and she's just cranking the yeah, well. Cranking it so hard. Yeah, <laughs> um, and she gets it. It's it's such a awesome movie. Yeah, like it it it's not your standard alien movie. Yeah, it's not your standard anything movie. It's not yeah. a it's a horror movie, but it's like it's also just it's a thriller, uh, and it's just a really well made movie. Yeah, uh, if you are feeling really tired of just like big budget blockbusters or Netflix originals and you just need a palate cleanser and you haven't seen Nope, make sure you watch Nope. Uh, even the stuff we've talked about, while they are spoilers, uh, it's only the surface of what the movie offers. And it's visually so, so good. So good. But yeah. Um, so we do a little past the movie but uh j we have a one that i don't think either one of us have watched fully right yeah so uh doing a little scott pilgrim scott pilgrim versus the world right there's a new uh show that just came out so uh we'll watch the movie come back with our thoughts yeah. maybe the next week we'll review we'll review the netflix show i say we do this so we we still have um we have two episodes of invincible to cover um and that's the mid-season finale. So we're going to do a little um, kind of Invincible-centric episode. And it'll be just kind of like uh, going through what we think the second half of the season's going to be. Obviously, we know that it follows the comics, but they have shown already that they're ready to deviate from those. So. I have not read the comics. Okay. I have read basically a little bit into like what season two would be uh but it's not following it um like the like the reveal of i, I won't get too into it we got it we got a different show for that uh, but we'll go over some of that stuff and then uh we'll be doing a full like scott pilgrim episode we'll not only be going over our first time watching it but we'll also uh, check through with the mini series uh, as well if we can get all of those uh, watched by then. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, I 
think that's uh, all we got, right? Yeah, we got a shorter episode today in person, the first in-person uh, pod here. Yeah. Uh, I think it went pretty well. Uh, let, let, let us know if you guys prefer this. Uh, we'll make Trent drive three hours here and back every single week if you prefer it. So Yeah, if or you, if you just never want us to be in the same room again. Yeah. That, that could also happen. Yeah. Just let me know. I'll get a restraining order uh, just like that. It's it's that easy. Uh, actually, I think a stalking order, it, it, pro tip, if you ever need someone to get away from you, stalking orders don't have to be court approved. Restraining orders do. So just like go with the stalking order <laughs> and kind of just go from there. But yeah, <laughs> thank you for watching uh, and make sure you check back uh, early next week. We probably will do a bit earlier episode for the Invincible. And uh, if you're into Scott Pilgrim, yeah, stay watch tuned. Scott, yeah, watch Scott Pilgrim and, uh, with us. Yeah. And uh, go watch The Killer. I don't talk about The Curse, but go watch The Curse on Paramount Plus. Mm. It's really good. Um, and yeah, I think that's the episode. That's the episode. Uh, this is uh, my cat Ski Mask, the Slump God. He's saying goodbye. Make sure you check out the video portion so you can see uh, what he looks like. But other than that, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. Deuces. Thank you guys for listening. Deuces.